0: Hey guys, welcome to episode number 6 of the Egomaniac Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ego. Today we're going to be doing part 2 of my underrated comedy series. But before we get into that, this episode's movie of the day, movie recommendation, whatever you want to call it, is 2017's I, Tanya. Directed by Craig Gillespie. Gillespie, I'm not sure which one. He did Mr. Woodcock. Uh, which was Billy Bob Thorne and Sean William Scott. You know, a solid little comedy. It could make its way into uh, an underrated comedies list at some point. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm not really sure. He also did Lars and the Real Girl. He did uh, that Coast Guard movie with Chris Pine and Ben Foster, The Finest Hours, that Disney movie. But the movie I know him best for is Million Dollar Arm. He did uh, Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm, and I really, really liked that movie. It was a really, really good movie. So that's what I know him from. But out of all these movies, let me tell you something. I, Tanya, is by far the best I've seen of his. Starring Margot Robbie uh, as Tanya Harding, who got nominated for an Oscar. Allison Janney, who plays Tanya Harding's mother, who won the Oscar. And Sebastian Stan plays Jeff Galooly, who was Mar- or, uh, Tanya Harding's husband at the time. Now, I'll say this. During the Oscars, I hadn't seen this movie when the Oscars took place, Okay. During the Oscars, everyone was saying, you know, Allison Janney's the favorite to win. Her and Laurie Metcalf were kind of head-to-head, but Allison Janney was the favorite to win, and she did win, and deservedly so, I can say, after seeing this movie. No one was talking about Margot Robbie being a potential winner, and I think that's unfair, because I think she was unbelievable in this movie. You know, I don't understand the Academy, because there's lots of performances I think were great, and they just don't get enough credit. Now, Frances McDormand, that's who Margot Robbie was up against, and... If you listened to a couple episodes back, I talked about Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I appreciate it if you listened to that. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Francis McDormand totally deserved it. But Margot Robbie deserved to be in the discussion a little more than she was, I think. She was unbelievable in this movie as Tanya Harding. This is a biopic uh, about Tanya Harding, obviously the figure skater. And, uh, you know, it, it's loosely based on interviews that took place in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. And really, really good movie, guys. Margot Robbie's outstanding. I've, I'll say it 100 million times more. She's amazing. Sebastian Stan, he wasn't even nominated, and he was so good in this movie. Fucking amazing. He deserved a nomination for his vocal work alone. You were not watching Margot Robbie and Sebastian Stan. You were watching Tanya Harding and Jeff Galuli. I 100% believe that. It, it was crazy acting in this movie. Paul Walter Hauser, who's someone I don't know, I think he does a lot of TV. He plays Sean. In this movie, and Sean was the bodyguard of Tanya Harding at the time, and he's a scene-stealer. Totally scene-stealer, you know? He, he's hilarious, but if you watch the real interviews with this guy, he's not really that far off. It was a pretty good interpretation. The guy's a fucking imbecile. He's a moron. It's a shame that Tanya was surrounded by these people, but you, you, you really get a feel for why she was surrounded with these people. You know, she didn't have a good upbringing like all these other figure skaters, and the, and the community really looked down upon her. You can't help but feel for her. You really can't. Now, this movie was surrounded by a bit of controversy because Nancy Kerrigan's pleading that she was the victim in all this. And that's fair. No one likes getting their knee bonked in. I completely understand that. You know, she got her knee smashed, which is... It's horrible. But at the same time... Tanya Harding insists that she had nothing to do with it. So, uh, you know, I was ready to hear her side of the story. She got the shit under this stick big time. She didn't get to skate again. And she, you know, she's nothing. Nancy Kerrigan, you know, she's a wealthy America's princess. For years she was, you know. So I don't think it's fair to uh, negate the movie because uh, of of that. You know, this was a long time ago. It's time we heard... Tonya Harding's side of the story and you make the decision as to which one is right and which one is wrong you know because there's a lot of gray areas in this now this was deemed the Goodfellas of figure skating and I can 100% got on board with this this is even made like the Goodfellas you know this is a this is really really similar filmmaking in my opinion to Goodfellas really interesting narrative really really good movie guys I I love this movie I love this movie. It's it's brilliant. So if you haven't seen Itanya, check it out. I'm not gonna spoil much for you. I try to avoid spoilers at all costs, guys, because I you know, it pisses me off. Um, especially a new movie. You know, if I'm talking about a movie that's seventy years old, I might I might get a little, you know, spoilerific. It might happen. I apologize. But as far as this movie goes, I'm not gonna spoil anything else for you guys. Check it out, Itanya. I highly recommend it. It it's brilliant movie. So let's get into the list, guys. Part 2, Underrated Comedies. If you listen to the first one, I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed doing it. I hope you check some of those movies out. The first one was a lot of really goofy movies. This one's a a little bit more grounded, a lot of the movies. Um, There's a couple patterns in here. I only have one honorable mention before we get into the list. And it's an honorable mention because it's quite obscure. (laughs) It's quite obscure. My father bought it for me. Uh, I'm a drummer by trade. um, And not by trade, but I've been known to play the drums, you know. But anyway... He saw this movie in a fucking bin at Giant Tiger, which is a store in Canada. I'm not sure if it's in the States, if you're listening in the States. Um, but yeah, it, it was $3. It was $3 Canadian, eh? Um, it's called Adventures of Power. Now, I don't know how to describe this movie, but I'll try my best. It's a sports movie, but this guy's sport is air drumming. doesn't play real drums. He's an air drummer. It's written, directed, and, star- directed by and starring a guy named Ari Gold. Michael McKeon from Spinal Tab is also in this, and Jane Lynch is in this, too. Really, really fun movie. Really fun movie. I'll, I'll spoil one thing for you because it's near the beginning. He leaves home to join the underground Mexican Air Drumming League. I mean, that should sell you right there. If that didn't sell you, I don't know. Like, just stop listening to the podcast. You know, like you got you got to check this movie out. Because if you if you find it in a store, it's gonna be cheap. It's gonna be worth the price you pay for it. It's worth three dollars. I can tell you right now, it's worth one watch. It's it's a very funny. And, And you know what? If you can't take it seriously at all, which you probably shouldn't, it's one of those movies that can it can be interpreted two ways. It can be just funny, or it can be so stupid it's funny. Adrian Grenier is in this too from Entourage fucking hilarious he's so funny in it you know his character like it is like the father of an oil tycoon guy or something his father wants him to join the family business but his passion is air drumming just it's really really fun obscure movie check it out if you haven't seen it guys adventures of power worth a watch now let's get into the juice the cheese that is the top 10 list at 10 2008 I got a compromise comedy now. I might have to co- I might have to trademark that the compromise comedy, you know. And that is a uh, ghost town. Written and directed by David Kep. Now the last movie that David Kep directed was Mordecai with Johnny Depp and Gwyneth Paltrow, and that was a huge embarrassing failure. I'm sure he wasn't embarrassed. He's David Kep. He's brilliant, but that movie, you know, unfortunately didn't do well. I didn't see it, and I'll tell you why. I'll explain a little something really quick. If I want to see a movie, I don't care what the critics say about it. I don't give a shit. I'll go see it. And I'll make up my own mind. But if I don't want to see it and critics are shitting all over it, like unanimously saying it's terrible, I'm not going to go see it. Because I didn't want to see it anyway. You know, that that's that's kind of the way I work. And I didn't want to see Mordecai in the first place. Everyone was saying how bad it was. So I didn't see Mordecai. But David Kep wrote Jurassic Park which you guys know is my favorite movie of all time, bar none. He wrote 2002 Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which is, you know, still in near the top of the Marvel list. You know, that's a great, great movie. And uh, I actually like it better than Spider-Man 2, and I love Spider-Man 2, but I'm in the minority on that one, but that's okay. But he's done tons of stuff. He, he, he wrote the screenplay, I believe, for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones' Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now... That movie does not get a lot of love. <laughs> a lot of people hate that movie. It's actually kind of universally hated. But let me tell you something. I was born in 93, so I'm not a guy who grew up with Indiana Jones, okay? I didn't watch them till later in life. And I love the Indiana Jones films, including King- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I-, I, have, I have no problem with that movie. It's my least favorite of the bunch, by far. But Temple of Doom is very, very close. Let me tell you that. Temple of Doom is dangerously close. You know, Temple of Doom, I I believe Spielberg is quoted in that last documentary uh, entitled Spielberg, uh, appropriately. He's quoted saying Temple of Doom is his least favorite Indiana Jones film, which is saying something because he met his fucking wife on that set. So, you know, for a guy like Spielberg to say that's his least favorite and, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at that time had been out for a number of years. That's saying something. I mean, Temple of Doom isn't my least favorite, but it's definitely close. Sorry, guys, went on a tangent there. I just wanted to talk about David Kep for a bit. I, I, You know, I really want to put across that, yes, he's made some bad stuff, but he's made some great stuff, too, including this movie, Ghost Town. It's starring Ricky Gervais, Tia Leone, and Greg Kinnear. Big gr- big Greg Kinnear fan. I love the guy. He's amazing. Same with Ricky Gervais. Tia Leone, you know, I ever since Jurassic Park 3, I could take a reliever. She's okay. It's the story of a dentist who dies for seven minutes, gets revived, and when he, after he's revived, he walks out of the hospital and he realizes he has the, the ability to see and interact with ghosts. Now, the tagline for this movie, I think, sums it up perfectly. He sees dead people and they annoy him. You know, that just sums up this movie perfectly, especially with the fact that it's starring Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Everyone's really good in the movie. Uh, and like I said, this is a compromise comedy. This is a romantic comedy. It's good, but it it's also very uh, very grounded, and very feel good, you know, very uplifting. It's it's it is a comedy, but it, it's definitely got a bunch more elements to it than that. This isn't a goofy comedy. But great cameo by Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig is, you know, she's the greatest. She's so brilliant, and she's amazing in this movie. She's in it for, like, you know, a couple minutes, maybe three minutes, and she's so funny in it. Definitely a scene stealer. If you guys haven't seen Ghost Town, check it out, especially if, you know, you are you and the lady are in a compromised situation. You know, check it out. Ghost Town, guys, 2008. That's my number 10. And number 9, we got 2002, Mr. Deeds, directed by Stephen Brill. Who did Heavyweights. I'm not going to talk about Heavyweights. Because we will be talking about Heavyweights at some point in this podcast. I can guarantee you that. He did Without a Paddle. Which is, you know, that could make its way onto an underrated comedies list one day. Spoiler alert, I, I enjoy that movie. It's a fun little comedy. Did Little Nicky, which was on the last episode. And, you know, he's done some of the recent Sandler stuff. He did The Do-Over. He did Sandy Wexler. Now, not great boobies. But I don't think they're as bad as everyone says they are. The do-over wasn't terrible. They're just forgettable. Sandy Wexler, you know, it was a victim of being probably the half an hour too long. It didn't need to be that long. If that was shorter, it would have been a lot funnier of a movie. Or funner, rather. It definitely would have been more well-paced. But, yeah, you know, not terrible. But not great. Um, but this is starring Adam Sandler, obviously. Winona Ryder. It's a reinterpretation of Frank Capra's 1936 film, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Now, I believe that was starring Gary Cooper. I have not seen it. It's about a small guy, a small town guy who owns a pizzeria, and he inherits $40 billion. You know, this is another. You could call this a compromise comedy. You know, you could. You could do that. It, it is a romantic comedy. This is the first DVD I ever owned when I got a DVD player. I guess it was probably in 2002 or... 2000, yeah, probably 2002, maybe 2003. Uh, so it, it holds a special place in my heart uh, For the in that respect. I guess you could say in a way this is the movie that started my movie collecting habit. But, you know, really, really great soundtrack. Really great soundtrack. Steve Buscemi is great as Crazy Eyes. Deedsy. I thought we were watching Scooby-Doo. You know, just great little cameo. Oh, peanut butter and gumballs, nice combo. Great. Steve Buscemi's the man, and this is a great little uh, little bit part that he plays. It's got a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great. But I, I read a review. I saw a review, I believe is on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and, and this guy summed it up perfectly. He said, non-Sandler fans will find it lukewarm. And I totally agree with that. If you're not a Sandler fan, you're probably not going to dig this movie. You might think it's okay, but you're not going to dig it. If you are a Sandler fan, you probably will like it, but Sandler's one of those guys, if if you don't like him and you see him on the cover of the movie, don't fucking buy it, don't rent it, don't even look at it, you know, because you're not going to like it. That's just the way it is. He's one of those guys, if you don't like him, don't watch a movie he's in because you're going to hate it. You know, so it, it has its silliness, but overall, I really like this movie. I think it's very grounded and Adam Sandler always plays a believable everyman, you know? He, he's a he's just a cool cat. I love that guy. He plays he plays a hero in the way that the everyman wants himself to be seen as a hero, you know? If if that makes any sense. I I, I really like the way Adam Sandler portrays the hero character in his movies. So yeah, guys, check out Mr. Deeds if you haven't seen it. Underrated comedy. And number 8, now this one was tough not to put a bit higher. And the only reason I didn't put it higher is because I don't necessarily think it's as underrated as the rest of the movies on my list. And that's 1997's Private Parts. Directed by Betty Thomas. She hasn't done, this is definitely my favorite by Betty Thomas. She did Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Fun movie when I was a kid I haven't seen it in a long time. I Spy with Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy. I've only seen that movie once and I remember it being okay. It was kind of funny. Uh, and John Tucker Must Die, which I have not seen. This is a biopic based on Howard Stern's autobiography, and it's starring Howard Stern and Mary McCormick. This is the film debut, the feature film debut of Leslie Bibb, who is Christine Everhart in Iron Man, and she's Carly Bobby in Talladega Nights. And it was also the film debut of Sarah Hyland, who's in Modern Family. So that's kind of cool. Uh, it features all his cohorts, you know, Robin Quivers, Fred Norris, Gary Delabate, Baba Booey, Stuttering Johns in the credits. And the thing I like about this movie is it's a really great performance by Stern. Howard Stern's really good in this movie. You know, not only is he funny, he's, he's really good. You would never know he hadn't acted before. And I'm sure he's done he had done a little bit of acting, but nothing like this. Nothing to this extent. This He's the star of this movie. Really, really good. Paul Giamatti plays his arch-nemesis, Pig Vomit. Now, in real life, I think Howard called the guy Pig Virus, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, in the movie, they changed it to Pig Vomit. And Paul Giamatti can do no wrong. That guy's brilliant. And the the chemistry between these two is amazing. It's such a good hero villain story. It's like the Batman and the Joker. You know, the, these two were meant to be nemesis. You know, it, it's really, really good. Really funny. It makes for a lot of funny scenes. And. Critically, this movie isn't necessarily underrated, like I said. It's got a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's certified fresh. But no one has seen this movie. Not nearly enough people have seen this movie. I'm sure the Howard Stern huge, like, mega fans have all seen this movie. Because how can that slip through your fingers? But even if you're not a fan of Howard, you've got to see this movie. It's really, really good. It's a feel-good, fun movie. And, and hilarious on top of everything. It's fucking awesome. Check out Private Parts guys if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, I believe. So check it out. That's my number 8. At number 7, I got 2010's The Other Guys, directed by Adam McKay, who did Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Big Short, and he's in most of those movies. He's in The Other Guys. If you've seen it, he's Dirty Mike from Dirty Mike and the Boys. Uh in Talladega Nights, he's the car driver at the beginning. You know, I'm going to make a phone call. Then I'll be co- then I'll come right back, all right? You know, he's that. He's that guy, and he's so funny. Him and Will Ferrell are just... They're they're so in sync. And, and you know what? Even when he doesn't work with Will Ferrell, The Big Short was a fucking fantastic movie. That movie was brilliant. I'm sure we'll talk about I'm sure I'll include that on a list one day. I almost guarantee it, because I love that movie. This is starring Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. And the thing about this movie that I really, really love and that I want to get across is that everybody is funny in this movie. Every single person who is in this movie is funny. Eva Mendez is funny. She's hilarious. Samuel L. Jackson is funny. Dwayne Johnson is funny. No, no surprise there. Steve Coogan is hilarious. Hilarious. Everyone in this movie is funny. But the standout for me, one of my favorite actors, he's definitely in the top five, Michael Keaton. He plays the police chief who's also working at Bed Bath & Beyond so he can put his son through NYU... So he can explore his bisexuality and become a DJ. He's constantly referencing like the '90s band TLC. It's just a great character, and Michael Keaton portrays it perfectly. That guy is not only underrated as an actor, and you know he's Oscar nominated. He, he, he but I still think he's underrated. He's underrated as a comedic actor. He started as a stand-up comedian. A lot of people don't know that, and he was a good one. You know, this guy is just off the charts talented. I love Michael Keaton. And he's one of my favorite parts in the movie. Uh, One day I'm going to do a Funniest Movies Front to Back episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, And you know, underrated comedies and Funniest Movies Front to Back are totally different things. We're talking movies that are nonstop laughter. There's movies that are funny, but I can't put them on the list. Like Wedding Crashers is a perfect example. That movie's hilarious. But Front to Back... There's some slow spots in that, some very emotional spots. So I can't put that on the list. It's going to be a very interesting list. So stay tuned for that, guys. I'm really excited about that one day. Uh, And and it's going to be tough to keep the other guys off that list. It really is. This is a funny, funny movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it, guys. The other guys. At number six, got a sequel. 1995. I was two years old when this movie came out. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Directed by Steve Odekirk who did nothing to lose. I believe it's Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. I don't know. I've never seen it. And Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I think I saw the first part of that movie, and I despised it when I was a kid. I'd give it another chance one day. It just wasn't my thing when I was younger. So, yeah, this is definitely my favorite movie by that guy. Starring Jim Carrey, Ian McNeese. Now, I love Jim Carrey, especially as a Canadian. Like, I was born in the same hospital as the guy. I, I just... He was a huge part of my childhood. He was a huge part of my you know, teenage years. He's been a huge part of my life. His movies. you know, I, I swear by his movies. I love them. And this one's no different. This one is no exception. I don't know why this movie gets so much hate. Especially if you were a fan of the first one. You know? I, I, and I'm speaking in generalities. I don't know if it actually happens a lot. But if you're a fan of this movie. Or the first one rather. And you shit on this one. I really... I don't understand where you're coming from. It plays you know, it, it's an ace Ventura movie. The first one was great. This one's just as great, I think, personally. Maybe the first one as a movie, as a film. I maybe it's a bit better, I guess, but this one is just as funny, if not funnier. You know, it's sillier, but this one is just as funny. Uh definitely just as funny, but you know. There are more comedically iconic scenes in this movie than the first one, to tell you the truth. People when you talk about certain scenes of Ace Ventura, everyone talks about the rhino scene. Kinda hot in these rhinos. WARM Everyone talks about that. That's the scene that people think about when they when they think of Ace Ventura. It's the one I think about, and I love the first one. But I love this one too. And it doesn't get it it gets way too much hate as far as I'm concerned. This would, if I ever make a list, I'll tell you this if I ever do a podcast about sequels that are just as good, if not better, than the first, this got to be on it. I truly believe that. I, I think this is a really good movie. So that's my number six, guys. If you haven't seen Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, you got to check it out, especially if you're a Jim Carrey fan and if, especially if you're an Ace Ventura pet detective fan and you haven't seen this one because that's just craziness. You have to see it. That's my number six. At number five, I got 2003's Anger Management, directed by Peter Siegel, who did Tommy Boy, one of the greatest movies of all time. Naked Gun, 33 and a third. He's done lots of good stuff, Peter Siegel. Starring Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson, Marissa Tomei. This could be categorized as a compromise comedy, I think. Maybe. I mean, it definitely has a romantic uh, side to it. Here's what I'll say about this movie. This is Jack Nicholson's movie, as far as I'm concerned. He's so good in this. He's so, so funny in this movie. Adam Sandler's great, but he's almost more of a straight man in this movie, to be honest. Uh, to Jack Nicholson's character, really, really good. A great cameo by John C. Riley. He plays a character named Arnie Shankman, who's a monk. Uh, I'm not going to tell you as to how they in- encounter this monk or you know the backstory or anything, because I don't want to spoil it for you. It's definitely worth checking out. This is a funny, funny movie. And it's so underrated among Adam Sandler movies. It's one that's never talked about, and it should be because it's really, really funny. But like I said, this is Jack Nicholson's movie. He is so funny in this, guys. So check it out. That's my number five, Anger Management. And I'm not talking about the terrible, shitty show with Charlie Sheen. This is the movie starring Adam Sandler. Great, great movie. And Kevin Nealon's in that movie, too. He plays the lawyer. And just a quick little story, Kevin Nealon has said on, um, I think it was on Conan or something, and I I love thinking about it this way, because if you you look back at all the movies that Sandler's done that Kevin Nealon's in, even the movies that Sandler's not in, but the stuff that Happy Madison does, um, Kevin Nealon thinks that Sandler, he doesn't actually think this, but he says that Sandler just writes an asshole, idiot character, an imbecile, to be played by Kevin Nealon and then he writes a movie around it you know and if you watch the movies it makes perfect sense like it, it is hilarious way to look at it like grandma's boy look at that Kevin Nealon in that is a riot. I mean, it's really funny to look at it that way because Kevin Nealon literally plays a dumbass in every single Adam Sandler movie, and I, Kevin Nealon is amazing. He he makes all those movies better, and that one's no exception. He's a he's so funny as the lawyer in Anchor Management. Check it out if you haven't seen it, guys. Definitely worth a watch. And number four, I got 2007's Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. Walk Hard. Directed by Jake Kasdan, son of Lawrence Kasdan, who we all know worked on Star Wars and all that stuff. Legend, Lawrence Kasdan. Jake Kasdan directed Bad Teacher and Sex Tape, which I never saw either of them. But I did see Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and loved it. Comes out on Blu-ray tomorrow. Very exciting. But he also did Orange County. Which is a movie I love. I love Orange County. Colin Hanks, Jack Black, uh, you know, the late, great Harold Ramis plays a cameo in that. Sean, You're My Same Height. That is neat. Brilliant. This is also written by Jake Kasdan and Judd Apatow. Starring John C. Riley, Jenna Fisher. The thing I. You'll get a lot uh, out of this movie, I think, anyway, because it's a very funny movie. But if you're a music geek like myself. The people who wrote this movie, Judd Apatow and Jake Kasdan, obviously know their music history. Because there's so many nods to people like the Beatles, Johnny Cash, Elvis, Brian Wilson. Now, as you guys get to listen to this podcast and get to know me better, uh, you will learn that I am obsessed with Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. So so a nod to him in a movie is so cool, I think. And there's so many great cameo bit parts, you know, in, in this movie. Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Justin Long, and Jason Schwartzman play the Beatles you know Jack Plaque plays uh, he plays Paul McCartney. I think Paul Rudd is uh, Paul Rudd is John Lennon, I believe, and Justin Long is George Harrison, Jason Schwartzman is Ringo. Frankie Muniz plays the late great Buddy Holly. Really fun. Really fun. And tons of people play themselves too. Legends, Jackson Brown, Lyle Lovett, Eddie Vetter, Ghostface Killa. <laughs> I mean, this movie is endless fun. Kristen Wiig's great in it. She's in the beginning of the movie amazing movie and you know what the the thing people don't talk about enough about this movie they don't talk about an enough period because this is a really good movie and you know if you watch it once and aren't huge on it watch it again because it took me to uh two viewings to really really get it you know i the first time i watched it, i didn't really get it but the second time I, I fucking fell in love with it but backtracking a bit the thing that people don't talk enough about in this movie is the original music. Great original music in this movie. Amazing original songs. Some of the lyrics are silly, but they're really good tunes. A Life Without You, uh, A Beautiful Ride, that, that I couldn't think of the name until just now. That is the song at the end of this movie, and it is a really, really good song. And John John C. Riley can sing, he can play guitar. And in movies like this, I really think that's important. I think it gets overlooked sometimes, which is unfortunate. But yeah, really good original music. If you guys haven't seen Walk Hard, check it out. Especially if you're a music geek, you will you will get a lot out of it, guys. Check it out, Walk Hard. At number three, from 1998, I got Funny Farm, directed by George Roy Hill. Now, I'm recently discovering how great of a director George Roy Hill is because I, I, I just watched The Sting recently. He did Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He did Slapshot, which we will definitely talk about in another episode. Uh, So, yeah, this guy's a huge talent. I mean, this is starring Chevy Chase, a woman by the name of Madeline Smith Osborne. Now, she hasn't been in much since this movie, which is a shame because she's so funny. She's so funny in this movie. It's a classic fish-out-of-water story, which I love. A guy from the city moves to a farm because he thinks it'll be peaceful. You know, it's a comedy movie starring Chevy Chase from the 80s. Chevy Chase was the fucking king in the 80s. Especially of comedy, you know. He was the man. And I think this movie gets tossed under the rug a bit... Because of all the hits that Chevy Chase had at the time. You know, he had so many great comedic films coming out at this time. All the Vacations, Fletch, Spies Like Us. He had all these movies. Caddyshack in the 80s, you know. that this movie kind of doesn't get talked about. I'm sure the year it came out it did. In 88, I'm sure this was a popular movie. But now... People just forget about it because, like I said, the vacations, the fletches of the world, the spies like us, Caddyshack, you know, people just ignore it. Don't, because this is a really, really good, funny movie. Uh, funny Farm, guys, check it out. I mean, I, I'm not going to say much more because I, I love this movie and I have my whole life. It's really, really fun. That's my number three, guys, 1988's Funny Farm. And number two came out in the year 2000, Me, Myself, and Irene. Directed by the Fairley Brothers. Dumb and Dumber. There's something about Mary. Kingpin. We all know the Fairley Brothers. Starring Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger. Crazy funny. Crazy funny and great performance by Jim Carrey, who plays a role at Rhode Island State Trooper by the name of Charlie and also plays Charlie's psychotic alter ego, Hank. The name's Hank. Fuck face. Just brilliant. And, And you know, Hank is a prick, he's a total asshole. But you actually grow to like him, because Charlie needs him, and it's it's actually kind of a deep a deep little arc in in the character. Charlie needs Hank because Hank doesn't take shit from anyone, and Charlie, the reason you you know the reason he needs Hank is because Charlie takes shit from absolutely everyone. It's a really interesting dynamic, you know, and that dynamic's been seen before, but it, they do it in an interesting way in this movie, in a funny way, fucking hilarious way. In fact, this movie is so funny. And everyone's good in it. Again, everyone is great in this movie. Uh, The biggest scene stealers, though, in my opinion, are Charlie's kids, played by Anthony Anderson as Jamal, Mongo Brownlee as Lee Harvey, and Jared Mixon as Shantae Jr. They're amazing, and yes, they are all huge black guys. And Jim Carrey is never married to a black woman in this movie, but within the movie, it makes sense. So you have to watch it. And within the movie, it makes sense, and it's funny. But these, you know, they're interesting characters, and they're hilarious. Anthony Anderson especially. That guy's fucking a genius in this movie. So, so good, guys. If you haven't seen Me, Myself, and Irene, check it out. It, it gets derailed a little bit for about five minutes in the movie, near the end. And that's all I'm going to say, but it finds its way back. It, it finds its way back. No need to panic. It, great. One of Jim Carrey's best performances. It's so funny and underrated. That's my number two, guys. Me, myself, and Irene. you got to check it out. At number one. Coming in at number one. 2007. Directed by Josh Gordon and Will Speck, who did The Switch and The Office Christmas Party, which I actually liked. We got Blades of Glory. Starring Will Ferrell and John Hedder as chaz michael michaels and jimmy mcelroy chaz michael michaels is like the bad boy of figure skating and jimmy mcelroy's the complete opposite total pretty boy you know for one reason or another i will spoil a tiny little bit because it happens at the beginning they are banned from figure skating but they find a loophole they can compete as a pairs team chaos ensues hilarity ensues so funny so, so funny. Amy Poehler and Will Arnett are Strons and Fairchild Van Waldenberg. They're so funny. Jenna Fisher plays their outcast sister, Katie. She's also really good. Jenna Fisher's underrated, you know. She's so funny. Um, and a million people have bit parts, you know. This is a pattern with all these comedies. There's so many good, quirky little characters within these movies. And this one's no different. William Daniels, who's, who was Mr. Feeny in Boy Meets World, he's in it. Nick Swardson plays Hector, the psychotic Jimmy McElroy fan. He's hilarious. Luke Wilson is a sex addiction counselor. So funny, Rob Corddry plays a character named Bryce, and I wish Rob Corddry was in more. For those guys who don't recognize the name, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. He played Lou, lead singer of Motley Lou, founder of Lugal. That guy's hilarious. Craig T. Nelson is the guy's coach. And, you know, we love Craig T. Nelson. That's just the way it is. He's the voice of Mr. Incredible. He he must be loved. He's the greatest. He's so funny. He's got that voice. He's got a wicked hairdo in this movie. It's just a hilarious, hilarious movie. I saw this movie when it came out when I was 14 years old. Me and my dad went to see it. And we laughed nonstop the whole way through. You know, that's what I remember of that experience in the theater. Me and him laughing our asses off throughout the whole movie. And it's been one of my favorites since then. One of my favorite comedies, one of my favorite movies, period. I, I love this movie. It's so good. It, it's definitely a it, total necessity for winter watching, especially. You know, it's definitely a winter a winter movie, but you can watch it anytime. It, it's just funny. If you want to sit back and laugh, put on Blades of Glory, guys. It's Will Ferrell's funniest movie, in my opinion. You know, and I love Will Ferrell, so that's saying something. I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan, and this is one of his funniest. I wish John Hedder was in more movies, too, because he's fucking great in this. He's so good, and there's tons of figure skating personalities as well in this movie, you know? Like, Nancy Kerrigan is actually in this movie. Um, Scott Hamilton, there's tons. Really, really funny movie. It's another one that could potentially make the funniest movies front-to-back list, for sure. I, I mean you guys have to check this out and I hope you're looking forward to that list too. Cause I am, that's going to be fun. So yeah, guys, that's my list. Th- those are the 10 I got for you today. Check them out. If you haven't seen any of them, let me know if you have seen any of them and what you thought. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in guys. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe, like review, rate, do whatever you have to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at egomaniac movies. No cat, no caps, no spaces, no nothing. Uh, yeah, guys. I mean, stay tuned. I got a lot of stuff planned. I'm still getting warmed up. This is only episode six. I got a lot of cool shit. I'm really excited to bring you. It might take a while, but I am really, really excited for a lot of cool stuff. Uh, feel free to drop me a line on any, you know, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. Let me know if there's something you want to see more of on this podcast. If you've got a topic idea you want to hear about, let me know. I'm totally open to suggestions. Uh, so, yeah, guys. Take care. Thank you very much for listening. And remember... If I suggested a game of Quidditch, he'd probably come in his pants.